Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the second season of the TBC podcast. I am your host and editor-in-chief of the Bethel Collegian, Brett Esch, and it is Thursday, November 16th, 2023. As a reminder, you can find this show on our website, collegian.bethelks.edu, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Don't miss a single update from the Collegian. You can follow us on X, Instagram, and Facebook. All you have to do is search the Bethel Collegian. The TBC podcast is brought to you by The Bread Basket. Whether it's baking, cooking, or catering, The Bread Basket is always fast, friendly, and casual. Open from 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. Monday through Thursday, till 8 p.m. on Friday and Saturday, and from 10.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. on Sunday, visit 219 North Main Street in Newton for your favorite homemade meals or call 316-283-3811 or visit newtonbreadbasket.com to have them served at your party or event. The Bread Basket. Let us bake for you. Now, let's jump straight in to the Collegian ticker. First up in news, Ron Ratzlaff won the race for North Newton Mayor and Lily Wu won the race for Wichita Mayor in the elections on November 7th. Read more results from around Harvey County in the news section of the website. In the latest SGA report from April Powell's, the Senate passed three bills and rejected the lighting of the plaza bill. You can learn more about that in the news section as well. For quick-hitting headlines, check out Lauren McCreary's News in Brief from November 6th, which recaps the cancellation of the Jerusalem Seminar, Thresher Kind recipients, and more in the news section. In entertainment, Christmas season is in full swing in Newton, which hosted its traditional Christmas market ahead of its Taste of Christmas celebration. Read more about this in the entertainment section in a story from Lucy Bueller. In a story from Rebecca Schlosser, learn about the wetland bird sanctuary that is coming to Newton. This can also be found in entertainment. In another story from Lucy Bueller, catch up on the historic Bethel Forensic team's latest success as the team gears up to send six competitors to Nationals. This can be found in the entertainment section on the website as well. In features, Cheryl Wilson is set to become Bethel's new Vice President of Culture and Belonging, a position created to aid the institution's renewed focus on DEI principles. You can read this story from Michael Wenger in the features section of the website. Dr. Navante Peacock is helping prepare students for life after Bethel as part of the psychology department. Grace Dawes wrote about Peacock in the feature section as well. In sports, the Bethel men's basketball team finished the inaugural Bethel Classic 1-1. You can read about its performances in a story from Jenna Mahoney on the website. The Bethel women's basketball team fell in its home opener to Southwest Christian despite a furious fourth-quarter comeback attempt. Frank Driscoll wrote about that one. The Bethel volleyball team fell one match short of the KCAC tournament final, getting swept by Kansas Wesleyan after defeating Evangel for its first bracket contest win since 2010. You can read more about that in a story written by me in the sports section. The Bethel football team fell in its season finale, 41-38, and double overtime to ninth-ranked Evangel. Brad Cagle joins next to discuss the 2023 season and the upcoming flag football campaign. If you'd like your Bethel or community event announced on the Collegian ticker, this is a reminder to email collegian at bethelks.edu or DM us on X or Instagram. Now joining the TBC podcast is Brad Cagle. 
Originally from San Diego, California, Cagle is a first-year assistant football and head flag football coach. As a Southwestern College alumnus, Cagle joined the Bethel community this past spring and served as the quarterback's coach for the football team before assuming the role of head flag football coach earlier this fall. Just last year, Cagle threw for 981 yards and nine touchdowns for the Mound Builders and is now making his mark in North Newton. Coach Cagle, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy week uh, to, to join the TBC podcast and talk a little about yourself and football and flag football season coming up. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me. All right. So you just ended your first full year as an assistant football coach at the college level. Um, you were just playing a season ago at Southwestern College. What was kind of the transition like going from being a college football player to a college football coach? And, and on top of that, how did the opportunity here at Bethel arise for you? Yeah, so I'll start with uh, the transition from being a player to the coach. But uh, honestly, it wasn't too hard. Um, I kind of got, I wouldn't say blessed with the opportunity of being injured the last couple of years at Southwestern, battling with injuries and coming back from and playing. But during those times of being injured while playing at Southwestern, it kind of helped that I was an older guy and was able to kind of step in as kind of a coach as I was injured. So help the guys out and had a headset on, kind of learning the ways of being a coach before I knew I wanted to be a coach. I knew I always wanted to stay involved with football any way possible and be a coach but that kind of helped me lean towards that more so but um and then how this opportunity arised originally I was I graduated from Southwestern in 2021 and then I was playing my grad year in 2022 um and then I was going to continue on and be a GA at Southwestern and that was my plan from there and then out of nowhere, I just got a call from Coach Stokes and offered me the job to be the quarterback's coach here at Bethel, and um, it felt like it was an opportunity I didn't want to turn down. I felt like it was a good opportunity for me to step in somewhere new and kind of really adjust to being a coach rather than being a grad assistant coach at a school that I played at with majority of my buddies being on the team that I just played with. So... I felt like I could come here and kind of really step into the coaching role doing that. And then, uh, so you get here at Bethel, um, it's last spring. Uh, I remember you introduced yourself to the team last spring and, um, kind of, what was your first impressions? I know we talked a little bit before we started recording of, you know, for your first impressions of Bethel, uh, coming from Southwest, you know, having played against Bethel, uh, so many times, just like, what were your initial thoughts, uh, coming to Bethel? Yeah. So, I mean, I already knew, football side of Bethel just playing them over the years and um, actually being the only team in the KCAC that I never beat so like I said when I first got there I made the joke if you can't beat them you got to join them so kind of did that but um, I knew I was stepping into a good program coach Stokes is a great coach and knows how to lead young men in the right direction and um, I knew that that's somewhere I wanted to be and um Pretty similar to Southwestern school-wise. Um, Bethel has a really good student atmosphere here and environment and getting everybody involved. Um, a little bit smaller than Southwestern, so you get that advantage of getting everybody involved in that way. But um, in general, it's the, mostly the small school NAIA vibe, which I like. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, you kind of brought up 
A.B. Stokes there, who is in his second season uh, as head coach here at uh, Bethel. What was it like working with him, you know, getting this opportunity with him and then working with first-year offensive coordinator Coach Denton and a, a pretty young group of quarterbacks? You had a transfer in Ben Schmidt, who was first year at Bethel, two freshmen, and Ethan Cook and Russell Duggar, and then obviously D.J. Sears, a junior, that came back. Kind of what was it like forming the relationship with that group of quarterbacks and, and with these uh, fellow assistant coaches? Yeah, first off, Coach Stokes was – amazing from the start um, we clicked from the first meeting meeting him and um, it's been a upgoing relationship since then and um, I've really enjoyed working with him learning from him um, not even football side of things just how to be a leader and how to lead young men um, a lot of things in that aspect and then coach coach Denton has taught me a lot about stepping in as offense coordinator and learning from him and play calling and um taught me a lot about stepping into this new offensive system that I didn't know because I ran something different at Southwestern. So he taught me a lot going in and helped me out a lot with that aspect. And both of them kind of just let me be the coach I wanted to be and get, let me give a lot of input and took my input in a positive way. And uh, I felt like it was a really good year in um, regarding the quarterbacks. Um, I knew DJ stepping in because – playing against them over the last couple of years and I knew what I was getting in I guess getting myself into um lack of better terms but um yeah DJ's a baller um he's always out there making the plays and I'm honestly really proud of his progression this year in the passing game we all know what he can do in the running game um interesting enough I actually just a side note I was doing some research today and at the end of the season He's the only quarterback in the NAIA that passed for over 1,000 yards and rushed for over 1,000 yards. And on top of that, he's one of four right now in all of college football that have done it out of quarterback. So it's a pretty, pretty amazing feat, and not many people do it. And um, I'm proud of him in that aspect. And then the other guys, obviously Ben Schmidt, uh, transfer, um, stepped in and kind of embraced the role of being DJ's backup from the start and um, did a tremendous job with that and hadn't played football in a little bit and then had to shake off a little rust at the beginning. But as we all saw, he was out there slinging it at the end of the year, making great throws, all practices. And then when his time came to start against Bethany, did his thing and made a lot of plays, threw for a lot of yard, touchdowns, and it was great to see. And then those young guys, Ethan Cook and Russell Duggar, um, just stepping in and embracing their roles as freshmen and coming in day in and day out, working hard, coming to the meetings, taking notes, doing their best to learn, always asking questions. And that was something that I was really impressed with and happy with and also saw a lot of great progression with those young guys, um, any chance that they got in to play in those JV games and live reps and practice. So that was really good. For sure. And, it, you know, being able to work with you and the quarterbacks, it was really fun to see, uh, you know, those relationships build and, and see those guys develop. And, and it, you know, football has is not going to stop for you here. Um, you've uh, taken over as the head flag football coach. Mm -hmm. uh, you have your first, um, you know, regular season on deck here. How did that opportunity become about or come about for you to take the reins of that program only in its second year of existence, you know, and, and, and kind of how did that come about and, and what kind the potential do you see in that yeah um I mean as easy as it is to say it kind of just got thrown into my lap um out of nowhere I was kind of like the coach 
quarterback coaching job here. Just I was hanging out, and Coach Stokes just gave me a call and said, hey, how would you like to take over as the head head coach of the flag football team? Um, we're going to have the whole staff come out and help, but you'll be titled the head coach and get those responsibilities. And, you know, it's something that at the end of the day I love football no matter what it is, and I've played flag football growing up. I've played tackle football, so I was ready to take that and embrace that role and um, – do whatever I can to help lead these ladies the right direction, and uh, so far it's been it's been super fun, for sure. And then uh, I know you've had a couple of workouts. You had, actually had your first scrimmage uh, earlier this month, and uh, you had Kansas Wesleyan, who's uh, been around the block in the KCAC, really successful program, and Heston College uh, came to Thresher Stadium. Kind of recap that for our listeners. How would you feel about their performance, especially uh, going into this uh, winter break and into next season? Yeah, first off. I want to address the workouts that we have been having this whole football season, um, the actual football season. On top of that, our flag football ladies have been on the grind for the last, I don't know, probably eight weeks, just in the weight room, on the field, working conditioning, working skill work, getting stronger. And um, I've been really impressed with them in those aspects, just uh, getting the fundamentals down, getting stronger, faster, better. And then when it was time to take on an opponent we were ready and I felt like just built a little bit different than them when it came to um, attitude and um, strength and playing hard and we came out there fired up and it was really fun to actually see them out there in a live scrimmage Um, I know it was just a scrimmage but considering that Kansas Wesley beat the flag football team last year 60 to nothing and we didn't let them score on us this time um says a lot about the potential of this upcoming season and um, had a lot of positive plays on offense moving forward, um, getting the ball going forward and uh, completing a lot of passes, just things we definitely got to clean up on the offensive side. And then defensive side, we see defensive side, we seem pretty locked in and uh, dialed in, pulling flags, getting after the ball, getting after the quarterback. And that was fun to see. So I have a lot of a lot of upside going forward into the season, and uh, I think we're going to do a lot of good things for sure. That's awesome. Well, hey, Coach, uh, again, I appreciate you taking some time uh, to talk to our listeners and wish you the best of luck uh, this coming flag football season. I appreciate it. Well, that'll do it for episode number four of the second season of the TBC podcast. As a reminder, we're brought to you by The Breadbasket. Whether it's baking, cooking, or catering, The Breadbasket is always fast, friendly, and casual. Visit 219 North Main Street, Newton for your favorite homemade meals or call 316-283-3811 or visit newtonbreadbasket.com to have them served at your party or event. The Breadbasket. Let us bake for you. Thank you for listening and see you in two weeks.